Kathy Zaka, and I'm your host today for Pure Truth. I want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. The title of today's episode is Encountering God's Truth, and this is part three of a series of three different episodes. And today I will answer the question, what happens when we encounter God's truth? And our scripture for today is from John chapter eight, verses 31 through 32. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Okay, so for the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about what we consider man's truth to be. And I also talked about Satan, who is the father of lies, and how his lies are stopping us from knowing God and his truth. In this episode, I will talk about what takes place when we encounter God's truth. Is it different? Does it feel different? Will we see the difference? You know, what's the big deal? Truth is truth, right? Well, let's find out. So how is God's truth different from our truth? My truths are the facts of my life and the reality of what I feel and where I come from. It is based on my experiences and observations, things I've learned and things that I've heard during my lifetime. God's truth has the power to take my facts and turn them for good. My truth and your truth are subjective and personal while the truth, which is God's truth, is objective and generally accepted as fact. When you consider your truth, you aren't concerned about what makes sense or what's better. Your truth is always going to seek what feels the most comfortable to you in that moment. And if Jesus was standing right in front of you, he would make you feel uncomfortable. Why? Because he is truth, and your truth, what you believe to be true, cannot and will not stand when you encounter Jesus. Your truth allows you to stay the same. God's truth requires change. It requires repentance and a shift in your heart that is towards Him. And once you encounter God's truth, it will start you on a journey to know more. You will desire it like never before. God reveals truth to us through His Word, visions, dreams, visitation by angels, or the most common way is through the prompting of the Holy Spirit. The significance of God's truth is this. As long as we know God and have an intimate relationship with Him, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, we will be led into His truth in every single part of our lives. Jesus says in John 16, verses 13 through 15, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on His own. He will speak only what He hears, and He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify Me because it is from Me that He will receive what He will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine, and that is why I said, the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. He will teach us his truth, and sometimes it will be uncomfortable for us because we have lived a certain way and believed a certain thing for most of our lives, but his truth will always lead us into freedom. It will never hinder us. It will always, every single time we encounter it, it will set us free. To say God is truth, everything he is, says, and does, has to be true from every angle. Every character quality he possesses has to be consistently true all the time in every instance. For instance, a rock, no matter what you call it, 
is a rock, right? Let's review the Ten Commandments. I'm going to read this from Exodus 20, verses 1 through 17. And God spoke all of these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and he made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Every command is true for all people in all places at all times. For example, it is wrong in all instances and at all times to steal from your neighbor. God is absolute truth. His truth doesn't depend on a set of circumstances. Truth is is true for all people, everywhere, all the time, regardless of the form of government that they live under. In John fourteen six, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. God is the source of all truth. His truth is absolute, eternal truth. His truth is different from that of the world. It is founded upon the character of God who is wise, all-knowing, and never-changing. We base our lives upon the solid foundation of God's truth. God revealed his truth in the life of Jesus. Truth is fundamental to the divine nature of Christ. He is the sum of all the truth of Old Testament prophecies and the gospel. We need only to look to our Lord for a model of the living truth. John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. God shares his truth to us in his word. It is the absolute truth of God written out for us. It is inerrant, infallible, and perfect. God's truth is reality based on his omniscient wisdom and knowledge, not on our own subjective standards. God teaches us his truth through the Holy Spirit. His indwelling spirit guides us, counsels us, and leads us in the truth. He reminds us of the truth we have learned so we can live a life of truth. And I'm going to reference John 8, 31-32 again. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That was our opening scripture. When you are not grounded or rooted in a foundation of God's truth, you will begin to listen to the lies that Satan constantly whispers to you, and it will cause you to sin. And we talked about this in great detail in last week's episode. Satan is the father of lies, and he never stops trying to deter you away from a relationship with God. One of the biggest tools that he uses are lies. Why? Because it works. He deceives us over and over and over again. God's truth is the bedrock upon which we build our lives. It is the moral compass that guides our lives. As we abide in Him, 
we come to understand how to live a life that upholds his truth, a life that stands for his truth in any and all situations. God's truth ultimately sets us free. We discover the freedom that can only come through Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We are liberated from our bondage to sin and experience the freedom and glory of His salvation and eternal life. And I found an article that title of it is Facts and Truth, What's the Difference? It was written by Dr. C.H.E. Sadafal. I'm not sure if that's how you say it or not, but it's S-A-D-A-P-H-A-L. And I just want to read a couple of things that were in the article because it's a good representation of what I'm talking about. So the article reads, Truth is defined as how things actually are. Truth is that which conforms with reality. To put it simply, that which is true and that which is real. In the New Testament, the Greek word for truth, aletheia, that's A-L-T-H-E-I-A, it refers to truth in thought and speech. It also refers to moral uprightness in what a person does. Hence, truth is that which is consistent with the mind, will, character, and being of God, whose very nature is truth. It thus comes as no surprise that the Bible speaks of truth as that which is revealed from God to man. Furthermore, because God is eternal and immutable, the truth is true everywhere, all the time, and under all considerations. Without this standard, everything and nothing will be true at the same time. Yet let us never confuse perfect, divine, and unchanging truth with the speculations claimed to be truth in the minds of men. This is one reason why God, through special revelation, self-disclosed his word of truth so that we can always refer back to what God said and therefore know what's really true. To know the truth means more than knowing impersonal facts. It means knowing something superior. To be precise, it means knowing someone who is supreme, Jesus Christ. Know all the facts you desire. They will never save you. Trust in Christ and you will be saved. There are numerous other ways the truth is distinct from and superior to facts. Truth is divine and comes from heaven down to us here on earth. We don't begin on earth and then project our truths up to God. Furthermore, God's ultimate truth can only be known by revelation from a divine mind to a creature who has the ability to reason. That communication is not merely an opinion because a sovereign God reveals truth that is absolute. This is why, by a logical necessity, absolute truth requires God. Without him, there cannot be an absolute anything. Absolute truth also means that anything that contradicts it is an absolute lie. God's truth is also coherent and singular. Jesus is one complete God-man. He doesn't come to us in separate parts. There is never a truth somewhere out there disconnected from the whole. Truth is singular because its source is the Lord our God, who is one. Deuteronomy 6.4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And just as God does not change, neither does his truth. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of God endures forever. What has been implied thus far is that God's truth is always authoritative. This means that a sovereign God speaks the truth and we are now accountable to it. God's truth does not present mere options to consider. Yes, there are many who may regard God's truth as a soft suggestion, but that simply means they are living a lie. Authoritative truth is binding upon us and therefore demands our response. We all should listen to God's truth because it will have the final word in eternity. And here is another excerpt from an article that I found 
and I will put the links to any articles that I use in the notes section of this episode. And it says, For the Christian, truth is anchored in the supernatural. Truth begins with God, not with man. I like that, because that's truth. The Creator is ultimately the source of all truth. Consequently, truth does not originate within nature, nor is it initiated by mankind. Human beings only discover truth. They do not create it. Truth is eternal because it resides in God. Psalm 117.2 states that God's truth endures forever. Well, what does that mean? Because truth is eternal, it existed before the mind of man, and hence the mind can neither create nor destroy truth. We can only choose to accept it or reject it, to abide in the truth or to abandon truth to reside in error. This is truth. And this truth is what the enemy tries so hard to distort. Truth existed before man. So we cannot create, change, or destroy truth to suit our desires. We either accept it or we reject it. And this angers Satan. I can just see him sliding up to us as the serpent did in the Garden of Eden. And he says, surely you don't believe that you can't create your own truth. Only you know what is best for yourself. He is a liar. And he doesn't want you to believe that abiding in God's truth is what is best for all of mankind. As Christians, we should remember that nothing can be done against the truth, but for the truth. Human beings simply cannot obliterate truth. The world had its best chance at Calvary and they failed miserably. Our role, then as Christians, is invitational rather than confrontational. We do not have to so much defend truth from annihilation as to extend the invitation to accept God's eternal truth. Because God is the ultimate origin of truth, God does not change. Truth is unchanging. God-centered truth is absolute and universal in scope, stable across time, place, and person. In contemporary culture, relativism is pervasive, with many individuals maintaining that truth is in a state of perpetual flux, a matter of opinion, and social convention. While circumstances do change and there is brokenness and fragmentation evident in many aspects of life, the Christian worldview is able to provide a framework that offers stability and security. As Christians, we can help postmodern individuals find foundations for their lives, enduring ideals that can provide a basis for living. We can share with them an understanding that the solidity of truth contributes to a personal sense of identity, direction, and belonging. All truth possesses unity because it comes from the same source. Since God is one, truth is one, for God is truth. And God wants his children to be in unity. When we are in unity, it's harder for the enemy to harm us. Truth will always be in harmony with itself, wherever and whenever it is found. Anything that contradicts truth is error or reveals a problem with finite human understanding. There are perhaps several implications. A. To know God is the key to seeing life as a meaningful whole. B. While there is always the danger of starting with a false premise or of forcing the evidence, the greater the scope of evidence and the better its fit, the more adequate its justification is truth. And then there's C. We should avoid creating false dichotomies within God's truth. These could include the severance of mercy and justice, the disconnecting of piety and action, or the partition of faith and learning. Truth is infinite because God is infinite. Our circle of knowledge is surrounded by the vast universe of our ignorance. The endless extent of God's truth lies as yet virtually undiscovered. Just as a perimeter of a circle, our contact with the unknown, 
increases as the area of that circle enlarges, so the more Christians learn of God's truth, the more they realize how much there is yet to know, and the more humble they will be. It's when the circle is small and our contact with the unknown is reduced that we are tempted to think that we know everything. We clearly don't. How presumptuous, then, it would be for us to declare at any time that we have now arrived that we now possess all the truth. Christians, then, do not have all the truth, but ultimately all they have will be truth, and we get that from the source of all truth, which is our Creator. The Christian understanding of truth must be progressive. It is not enough to stand in the truth. We are to walk in the path of truth. This concept of walking implies new horizons. It is a call to learning and a call to growth. To change the metaphor, the term rooted and grounded in the truth, which can be found in Ephesians 3.17, denotes that a plant is vibrant, receiving continual nourishment, growing in the truth. While truth does not change, our relationship to truth should develop. Our relationship with God should develop, right? We recognize that our understandings of truth are but works in progress, that new dimensions of truth should continually open before us. Because God is a source of all truth, all truth is ultimately God's truth. Scripture states that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes from the Father of lights. This suggests that human beings are to view each dimension of their lives, work, study, relationships, recreation, etc., as an extension of God's truth. Truth is important to our Creator. He desires to reveal truth to His children and he uses many different methods to reveal his divine message of truth to us. I mentioned earlier that God reveals truth to us through his word, visions, dreams, visitation by angels, or the most common ways through the prompting of the Holy Spirit. It's not that he will drop truth into our lap, although he could if he wanted to. He wants us to seek his truth. He desires a relationship with each one of us, and he will reveal truth to you at every moment you spend with him. When I sit in my prayer corner, When I do my prayers, when I go in there and I I sit with the Lord, I'm always amazed at the things that He reveals to me. It is revelation that resonates deep within me. Every moment that I am with Him, I know that I am encountering my Creator. I am encountering truth, the One who is truth, and it feels different. It's one of those moments where I know that I know that I know that what He is speaking and revealing to me is truth and nothing Nothing will ever compare to it. I've shared my testimony before about how I came to know Jesus, and I will never forget that day. It was over 24 years ago. I was selfish, I was greedy, and I was so caught up in the world until I had a personal encounter with God. And it changed me in ways that I still don't fully understand. I was once lost, but on that day I was found, and He set me free. I encountered the God of truth, and from that day forward, my life took a turn in His direction, and I do not regret it one bit. He had to cleanse me of so many things that I thought were true, and through my years of seeking to know Him more, He has revealed more and more of His truth to me, and it continues to set me free. The enemy tried to keep me bound in the lies and sin, but I broke free from all of it. And now I serve the Lord with all of my heart. There is nothing that I haven't given over to Him. I don't say that to brag. I say that to encourage you to do the same thing. It changed my life. And it will change yours too. Once you encounter God, His truth will begin to flow through you. And you will never be the same again. 
you will want more of what he has for you because it will never, ever compare to what the enemy had for you. For the enemy, he only wants to destroy you. God wants to bless you and he wants you to feel his peace, his love, and his joy. And I want to share an encounter that I recently had with the Lord. He had some powerful words that he wants to share about truth. And this was on January the 16th of 2024. This morning started out with me thanking the Lord for all that I know is going to happen this year. Many of the things that I've been praying about, as well as all the things going on around the world. I thanked him for his truth. I thanked him for what he will reveal to his children this year. I thanked him for being a good father. And shortly after, I began to speak in tongues. And in the spirit, I saw Father God standing tall. He was larger than life. He had his hands outstretched in front of him. And I realized that he was surrounded by time, past, present, and future. He took a step back, and he was standing in the past. But he was present in the past. He then stepped forward into the future, and he was present in the future. I was in awe of this. He always has been, and he always will be present. Not even time can restrict him. He then took me in the past to a moment that I remember very well. It was a place that I never should have gone to, but he showed me there were angels surrounding and protecting me. I didn't even know that at the time. It was comforting to know that even though I had made a bad choice, he was still with me. He then took me to the future. I saw both of my sons and my future son-in-law on a stage speaking and teaching about the Lord. They tag-teamed each other, working together in unity as the Lord spoke through them. I sat in the front row watching, and my heart was full of joy. I then was brought to the present, and I was overwhelmed with confidence, knowing without a doubt that what God has asked me to do this year is more important than anything else. It was confirmation that he knew that I needed to move forward with boldness. Thank you, Lord. And then in a vision, I saw God in all of his glory standing over the earth. And I heard the words, truth. He is truth. As he descended on the earth, I could see people reacting to his presence. They came running out of their homes and buildings, looking and pointing up to the sky. I knew that this was going to happen. And I know that no matter where you are on earth, you will be able to see this for he will make himself known to all that he created. And I kept hearing those words, truth, he is truth. As people continued to pour out into the streets and surrounding fields, they fell to their knees for his glory cannot be denied. This was an encounter with our God, the God of truth, and he cannot lie. Numbers 23 verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Titus chapter 1, verse 2. In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. Hebrews 6, verse 18. That by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. I watched in amazement as I saw people crying out to him. I saw darkness leaving their bodies. These were evil spirits that had consumed these people. But once they encountered the God of truth, these evil spirits couldn't get away fast enough. They left by the millions. 
and I could see the peace and love that came over many of their faces, and it was pure joy to watch. People were delivered from evil spirits that had been tormenting them for a long time, but one encounter with God changed everything. They were set free. God's truth set them free. I then heard the Lord speak, There is nothing I won't do for you, my children. You have prayed, and I am coming to set you free. You will no longer be bound in lies from the enemy. I am breaking all the chains of bondage. When my truth comes pouring in, you will see things differently because I am removing the blinders from your eyes. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. And the Lord continues, I am removing the cloud of fog that brings confusion and unclarity. When you encounter my truth, you will know the enemy. You will see the enemy in ways that many of you have never understood before. You will see the web of deceit he has spun over all the earth. My truth will take away the doubt and confusion. My truth will remove the things that you thought to be true. For this way of life is all that you've ever known, but it is not how I meant for you to live. The web of lies that are in your mind will disappear, and you will know my truth. You will know me. Peace, joy, and love will come flooding in, changing everything that you ever knew. For the ones that have encountered my truth already know what's coming. They know, and they have partnered with me in all of heaven to defeat the enemy. My truth will not and cannot be denied. It always has been, and it always will be present, no matter what happens, and you will soon understand this. When you encounter my truth, the lies of the enemy cannot stand, and clarity comes. The enemy will flee every single time he encounters me, for he has no truth in him. When you encounter my truth, you will know a love like no other. I will teach you and show you things that will bring you joy. If you want wisdom, I will give it to you. I will pour my blessings over your life. When you encounter truth, you encounter me, and all that I am is yours. Wow. Thank you, Father. You are so, so good. The things that are going to take place this year are going to bring us to a moment that we will all encounter God and His truth. I did an episode a few weeks ago titled 2024, The Year of the Open Door. God is opening the doors of truth for us. Once we go through those doors, there is no turning back. We will know all that has been kept from us. We will finally know the truth. And we would never have been able to discover these truths without God's help. His truth is eternal. It never changes. He never changes. We will encounter this over and over again this year. It will definitely be a year like no other. But no matter what happens, you have nothing to fear, for God is very much involved in the storm that's coming. And he has told me on several different occasions that he will calm the storm. The enemy will lose this battle. And when it's all over, we will celebrate our victory. Praise God. I encourage you to seek God with all of your heart. Allow him to show you how much he loves you. Encounter the God of truth and ask him to set you free. And I hope after listening today that you leave encouraged and that you know that God loves you so much. And I pray that as we go through this year, 
and we begin to process all that's going to be revealed to us, that we, as the body of Christ, His church, come together in unity like never before. And may God bless each and every one of us. Amen. All right, guys, it's time to close. And I just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for sharing your heart with us. Thank you for your truth. And I pray that anyone that listens to this episode encounters you, Father. And I pray that your truth sets them free. And I'll close with this scripture from Psalms 25, verse 5. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for all that you do for us. And I will put the links that I mentioned earlier in the notes section of this episode. Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere that you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews that we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. We would love to hear from you, so please email us at puretruthpodcast3 at gmail.com. And please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Laura's website is laurapotter.us. And Susan's website is susanoffin.com. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you for listening. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Until next time, your favorite podcaster, Kathy. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.